0: Welcome to, or welcome back to the Made For More podcast with yours truly, McKenna Romaniano, And this podcast was designed to help you elevate your life, faith, fitness, and nutrition so that you leave with more than you came with. You are Made For More and that's exactly what this podcast was created to show you. So let's level up together and jump into this episode. Welcome back to the podcast and today we have Allison Lloyd and she was born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina and she started Macamise U coaching in August of 2020 and she's extremely passionate about helping women find themselves and become the best version of themselves through lifting and fueling their bodies as well as developing a growth mindset. Welcome to the podcast, Allison. Yeah, thank
1: you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Excited to have you here. So kind of in the background on you, why don't you give our listeners more of kind of what got you to where you are today?
1: Yeah. So I I guess to like bring it back to the beginning. So I started probably doing the whole like working out thing in high school, like junior, senior year of high school, kind of followed my boyfriend around at the time around the gym. Um, and that's kind of just like why I just started going to the gym. So it was really honestly just going for a physical result honestly that's the only thing I really cared about flat stomach big butt like I don't know like I don't even remember what I was chasing for back then but I know I did legs once I started actually lifting I did legs like every single day so it was just you know doing ab circuits the stair stepper and booty circuits like that's literally what I was doing for probably a year um and again I only really went in there for like a physical result nothing really deeper I think that it's something that developed into a lot more just like the more that you do it and that's why I'm very passionate about getting women in the gym and lifting because I think it's something that Transforms into so much more than obviously just being a physical result. And like, yeah, those are obviously really cool. But I think it's so much deeper than that, especially to me now. And so a lot has obviously changed over time. So I did that in high school, transitioned to college, was already, you know, was lifting, was getting more comfortable actually lifting and working out, kind of started focusing on my nutrition. Um, my freshman year of college, my nutrition was not the best. It was something where I was kind of like almost like obsessed with it. Like I just was always trying to eat it wasn't, I would never categorize myself as, ha- as having an eating disorder per se, but I would say that I definitely had some disordered eating where I was con- constantly thinking about what I was eating. I would always eat fruit. Like I went in a weird phase where I was like obsessed with eating fruit. I probably ate literally so much fruit every day. So I was eating a lot of fruit. I would always body check myself. Every time there was a mirror, I'd lift up my shirt, look at my stomach, stuff like that. So that's kind of what went on freshman year would never say it was anything like insanely unhealthy, but it definitely was not the healthiest thing and definitely not really where I'm at now. So. As college went on, kind of transitioned, learned a lot more about nutrition, like a lot just from trial and error myself, started doing some things with macros. And I just honestly wanted to soak up so much information of knowledge on nutrition and on fitness, especially nutrition, because that's like the hardest part. And there was a lot of people I followed on Instagram that were just so knowledgeable and podcasts and this and that. And then I got certified and all that kind of stuff. So basically, long story short, I just started doing I started developing a passion for it more so of a growth mindset. It was something that was so much deeper to me than just focusing on getting a physique, but seeing how much lifting has changed my life and just being a part of the gym and being involved in health and fitness. Like it's really just shaped my whole life. It's shaped my career. And so in August of 2020 is when I actually started maximize you. So it kind of started from, um, the covid lockdown i just i went home and i started doing quarantine workouts and that's kind of how i started doing the whole instagram thing started gaining some traction there and then decided to use that platform to do online coaching after i saw um someone doing mentorship for it and so i invested in her and kendall strample and she was really the thing the person that i guess kind of helped me get my feet wet with everything and actually develop something and i was also working with the supplement company at the time they kind of help push me to do stuff, so that's really how it all started. And now I'm here, not myself anymore. It's not just me. Um, I do have four coaches, two other team members, so we're a team of seven, which is awesome. Um, we've helped hundreds of women throughout the years, and it's just been awesome to see our team grow and be able to help other people see the changes and the transformation that I have personally through fitness and nutrition, and how much it's changed my life. And being able to do that for other people is obviously just awesome to see. So something I'm super passionate about. So. That's a very like long story around where I started, where I'm at now. I went to college, went to South Carolina and moved back to Charlotte. So I'm born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina, was here, college, about an hour and a half away, came back and that's where I'm living now. And I'm 24 and I live in a townhome with my boyfriend and we have a cat and that is it.
0: (laughs) That's it. No, I love it so much. I feel like I know we connected way back like in 2020 because I also was with Kendall for the first part of like my business as well. And I think that's kind of where I was like, oh my gosh, this Allison girl, like she's got it going on. She knows what she's talking about. And I think just from there, like admired you from really the get-go Um, and kind of going back to, I think the empowerment piece is huge because mm-hmm. we all start in the gym. I want to say me too, like for a physical result. Like, but I remember when I got into the gym, I was like, I want to look like that person in the magazine. I want to look like that person on social media. And so taking that a step further and saying, well, why is it really going to get you where you want to go? No, it's more of what that person embodied for me was the empowerment of who I wanted to be as a person. And so Looking back at like the empowerment thing of it, how do you feel like that is shifted for you personally? And how do you get your clients or guide your clients towards feeling more empowered in the gym and not necessarily just chasing that like skill weight or that measurement?
1: Yeah, I think it a lot of times just comes with like the mindset shift and focusing on digging deeper into what your why really is. Like, why am I doing this? Am I just going to look a certain way or am I going because going to the gym makes me feel strong and makes me feel empowered and shows myself that I can have discipline to work on myself and invest in myself and pour time into myself and that I'm worth that. And I think that's what it is for a lot of people that we work with too is like realizing, like, yeah, I know you come, you know, and do coaching and people that we work with, they want this certain result. And like, that's what we're here to get you. But also, you you know, go just going to the gym daily and making that, you know, not that you're necessarily going every single day, but like going consistently and that being something that you're pouring your time and energy to, it should be a lot more than just Hey, I want to look a certain way physically. Like it really should be a lot more than that. So um, that's kind of how we try to empower people is by focusing a lot on mindset. Like yes, we do a lot of education in our program with training and nutrition and kind of what I talk about on my Instagram as well. But mindset is a huge piece. I think that that's something that you can't go without in your fitness and your health journey. So it's just something that we really want to focus on empowering women to yes, be in the weight room for yeah, because it's you know the best thing for you know their physical results most likely. But also think about a deeper why why you're doing it, how it makes you feel the confidence that it gives you being able to do that and show yourself that you can have that consistent routine to pour into yourself that you can physically get stronger. It's like, that's empowering just in itself. And also there's so many benefits to strength training, lifting, being active than just a physical result as well for longevity. Think about your future, think about your body, your health, you know, your quality of life. And so there's just so many things that it goes into. And I think too, that when you're, I notice this like very common, it's very common, like correlation women that are lifting and in the gym and very motivated with that. I do feel like it really relates to all aspects of life. I do think that you, there's definitely a difference in like friends that I've made from the gym that I go to versus maybe other friends in life. Not that it's necessarily good or bad. It's just different. And I do feel that people that are kind of in the same mindset as I am of focusing on that, pouring into themselves. And that's something that is a top priority. You can just kind of see how it reflects and how they treat their relationships and how they treat their friends and how they treat their career and how they go about their day-to-day life. And so it's just more in alignment with with what, how I like to live my life and the values that I have. And so I just do think that it really impacts everything. So if you're someone who's struggling in relationships in career, whatever it may be, I think that having the empowerment from lifting, even though you might not see how they would connect at all, I think there's such a huge connection and like just showing that you can do that for yourself with lifting the empowerment that it gives you also relays into like every trickles into every other thing that you're doing in your life, in my opinion, with the discipline, being able to take action, being able to pour into yourself and also being patient with the time and really investing in something for a long term result. So, yeah, that's kind of, I guess, my thoughts on it and I guess how we view it and go about it with our clients as far as the mindset side of things and just empowerment and lifting and then overall, obviously, life in general as well.
0: No, I love that. I think the empowerment piece is huge for me personally, too, coming from a similar background of view of like disordered eating and then coming into figuring out like I can actually do this and it makes me feel stronger. It makes me feel better about myself. It makes me feel like I have autonomy and I can do these things. These I can do these hard things for a long period of time and actually see a result, not just physically like you were talking about, but the discipline thing I think is huge as well. Um, like knowing that it's not just a one-time thing. It's not a quick fix. It's going to be something that lasts a lifetime. Diving into more about like the empowerment piece of it. How do you kind of shift that with your clients when they're not seeing that result on the scale? How do you get them to see the growth that they have experienced, whether that be in the gym, whether that be in their personal lives, because I know people like get job promotions and they feel like they're more happier and just all of these other things kind of trickle. But sometimes it's harder to see that when you're just solely focused on, I wanted a certain numerical physical result.
1: I think we just like really have to almost pull away from it for a second from the physical like, yeah, we can look at progress pictures, we can look at a number on the scale but let's pull away from numbers for a second let's ask some other questions because we will get clients a lot of times who maybe are getting discouraged about physical progress or a number on the scale. And it's like, okay, but let's look at these other things. Like, let, let's look at things like your energy. Let's look at how much more food you're eating. Let's look at your strength in the gym. Let's look at your confidence in your the clo- in your clothes. Let's look at the routine that you've developed. You know, there's so many other things that can be positively impacted that are so easily overlooked when we're just caring about a number on the scale or how we look at ourselves, you know, physically in the mirror. So we really try a lot of times to point out more things than that. And even when the physical is good, still highlighting the other things, even when the physical isn't feeling good for that client, highlighting the other things and just making sure that that's always a priority and making sure that that's something that we're always pointing out and never just digging into focusing on solely the scale, because it's something that it's like, What's going to keep you going is something deeper than just seeing a physical result, because on the days when you don't want to go to the gym and it feels so hard and you don't have that motivation, just looking a certain way isn't going to be enough. It's got to be more than that. So digging for a deeper why, and then also being able to look at the other factors of improvement rather than just physical. Let's take that out of it for a second. Let's look at things like your digestion, your energy, your sleep, your recovery, your food intake, you know, your knowledge on food, even like there's so many things that we overlook that clients have improved on the habits they've developed. And it's so easy to overlook them and be like, oh, I'm just like not seeing the physical progress that I want. But we're like, okay, look at all these great things you've done. The physical progress, you're going to feel it before you see it is what I normally tell people. You're going to develop those habits and you're going to start feeling these things and noticing these habit shifts and making these healthy habits and improving these other things before we maybe see a physical result. That's a lot of times how it happens. We got to heal the inside of you before we can see a result on the outside most of the time. So we got to always check those boxes first and make sure that that's always a priority because it's. What's the point of like looking a certain way if you don't feel great? If you feel super, you have no energy, if you're eating no food and starving yourself and having to go to the gym for two hours every single day, like what's the point? You know, if you have a body that you love, but you can't actually live in it, you know? So I think that that's just really important to realize that it's so much deeper than that. And we have to make sure that you check that box of making sure your mindset and the internal side of things of you is good before we only care about that physical result. And then we can care about it. If you're at a good mental headspace where you can recognize all those other things, then we can look at the physical result. That's awesome. But we got to make sure that we're not just solely micro, you know, analyzing that one thing and making that the only thing that's important because it's so much more than that. And if you only come into something or start working out or whatever, just for a physical result, you're going to be disappointed, honestly, of all the hard work that you put in. If you're only doing that because you want to look a certain way, that's it's not worth it. It's really not. If I only worked out and focused on my nutrition only because of the way I look physically, nothing else, no other benefits, it's really not worth the time and energy that you're putting in, in my opinion. So it's got to be more than that. You've got to be able to recognize those other things. And sometimes people don't really recognize it until someone else brings it up and highlights them. And then you can recognize it. And then I think that's when people's mindsets start to change as well, because we'll have a lot of people that come in, maybe only caring about the physical. And sometimes all it takes is time of them actually feeling the changes for themselves and seeing everything that else is going on for that mindset to shift to be like, you know what, I still have this physical goal, but that's not like the only thing I care about. I care. This is great. And this is great. And this is great. And we see that shift a lot of times. And that's always super cool to see.
0: No, I love that because also when like people come and they're like, I want to get a certain result, it's because they think it's going to make them feel a certain way. Most of the time, it's not, they don't think that, oh, when I get to that body, I'm going to be happy. It's everything about my life is going to be better. And little do they know it's the other habits and things that they have to do to get to that life. And then the body kind of comes as a secondary piece of it because like you said inter- internal health is so so important and i harp on biofeedback all the time and figuring out like you said like stress sleep all of the things hunger cues you even have them how is that working internally so that way you can actually see the results externally but if you are miserable through the process like it's not worth it like i use my sad example for this because when i was at my like quote unquote most shredded i was the most unhappy person on yeah. this planet like i was miserable i hated everything and sure i looked a certain way that was quote unquote admirable for some people but that literally ate me up on the inside. So I love how you focus on like the non-scale victories and things that people don't necessarily see on the scale, but change your life for lack of a better term. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. And then with kind of going from that piece, a lot of women, when they try to start to lose weight, they want to just slash their food. They want to cut their food because they feel like that's, what's going to help them to get to a certain result but oftentimes that's actually counterproductive. So how do you shift their mindset and what do you kind of go into that conversation with when you're trying to get somebody to see the bigger picture of things and then ultimately lead them into a reverse diet?
1: Reverse dieting is hard for a lot of people. Like it's something that I think you have to wrap your mind around. And traditionally, all we think is I wanna lose weight. I wanna look smaller or I wanna look this way or whatever you're coming in thinking less food is the answer. That's immediately what you think. And that's not always the case. Like that's not what your body needs as an from a health perspective. And it's also probably not going to work as far as the results that you want, regardless, even if it was You know, healthy or unhealthy, you're probably not going to see the results that you want. If you're a chronic dieter, meaning you, you know, you're in and out of dieting all the time, you're trying this diet, that diet, you're just bouncing around, or you're someone that's consistently under eating, maybe very inconsistent with your food and under eating, whether you're intentionally not eating enough or you're just, Unintend, you know, you're just not having the time, you're busy, you don't prepare it, you don't prioritize it. That's a lot of times what we see as well. And then you kind of don't really have hunger cues because you haven't really been eating a lot for a while. So then you're not even hungry. And then you're just eating not that much food, maybe not having a breakfast, maybe just eating a couple things throughout the day, maybe having a bigger dinner and nothing else throughout the day. And so we get this to this place where people come to us and they're like, Hey, I want to improve my body composition. I want to lose body fat. And we can't, we can focus on that but we got to check off the boxes first. Like I mentioned before, we got to focus on the internal side of things. of you first, we've got to get you to a good, healthy place. Cause if we just try to jump into a fat loss phase right off the bat, it's not going to work. So I think it's one making people understand like, scientifically and logically this is why we need to do this because I think once you actually understand okay this makes sense learning about our metabolism and why our bodies need to do that and why that makes sense I think helps but then also going on the mindset side of things hey you deserve food you don't have to starve yourself to get to this result I think honestly seeing other people's progress is sometimes motivating to people and makes people hopeful of the process as well because you're like oh dang like Look how look how awesome she looks and she's eating so much more food. We have a lot of clients that will solely reverse diet and their physique looks, you know, is 10 times more improved, if you will, from what they're, you know, with the goal that they have. And so it's just crazy to see how much leaner we can get a client increasing their food, their body composition, how much it can change. And regardless of your results during a reverse diet, the point of the reverse diet is to get you to a good place to go into that fat loss phase successfully and also healthily so that we're not just eating nothing and slashing your calories because that's not fun. No one wants to do it. And I promise you eventually you'll cave and you're not going to be able to maintain that forever. So that's why we don't want to do that. So we got a lot of times focus on reverse dieting people first. You know, I think the biggest thing for us too, is going about it in a very slow way. Um, cause if you try to just change so many things at once, I think it's really overwhelming, especially when someone's always heard eat less, eat less. And now you're telling them the complete opposite. It's, it's hard to, to fathom, you know, and you think that if i'm eating more you immediately almost see yourself as bigger you know you feel like you're bigger my clothes are fitting tighter like we will have people that tell us they feel so much bigger and we look at their pictures and we're like you literally look leaner just because they're eating more food their your mind is making you think that you're bigger because that's what you associate it with so sometimes you got to like bring it back down to reality then we'll send them their progress pictures and they're like oh yeah you're right you know or maybe the scale's gone up but they look totally different and they're leaning out and they're like oh you know so it's just so important to kind of have those little reminders throughout the process and realizing that this is something you need to do for sustainable long-term progress. And also you deserve to eat food. You don't deserve to just, you know, eat nothing and starve yourself. That's not a way to live. That's not fun. That's not a, that's not healthy. And that's not the way that it has to be. And that's not the way that it should be. Um, And we're just taught you know, growing up and in past dieting history and diets and whatever, that that's what you kind of have to do. So people think that it's the answer. And so then when you give them an option, it's not that answer. That's not what everything else is telling you to do. That's why it's hard. But when we can kind of shift and be like, Hey, the reason that we do this is because it's sustainable and because it's going to help you long-term, I'm never going to guarantee someone results in four weeks. Like, Oh, we're going to lose 30 pounds in six weeks. Like that's never what I would ever promise anyone. And I'm always super upfront about that. But if you're looking for long-term sustainable progress and you're under eating, we got a reverse diet. That's just the first step. That's the first foundational step. And through that process, we, a lot of times will heal people's relationship with food a lot as well, because, you know, maybe before you were doing a lot of restriction and during the reverse diet, you can allow a lot more foods because you have more food available. So you learn to have a better relationship with food. And once our relationship with food's at a good place and our metabolism is at a good place with your being more so at your maintenance and at a higher caloric intake, Now we're at a great place to actually go into a deficit and it be successful and go into a successful long-term fat loss phase. So that's kind of how we take clients through a a reverse diet or how we initially just try to get them to feel good with the process. It's something that some people feel a lot more comfortable with than others. Um, Some people are like, all right, let's do it. I'm a little scared, but let's do it. Other people, you know, it's kind of a daily battle of just making them feel comfortable with eating more food until it kind of clicks and you just feel more comfortable with it. I think it's sometimes a timing thing, Um, but continuing to reiterate the logical or scientific reasons of why this works. And then also tying it to, to the mindset side of things and making it you know, detaching food from being good or bad and detaching food from guilt and not having that and allowing all foods to fit and allowing you to eat some of your favorite foods while overall practicing, you know, a good quote unquote balance of having, you know, good whole nutrient dense foods and then still having this food that you love that maybe aren't the healthiest things in the world, but still being able to not completely eliminate those, I think helps a lot of people throughout that process. So I think there's so many amazing things that we see in a reverse. Um, And it's just something that's harder for some people than other people to, to go through, but it's a very cool process. I love taking people through a reverse diet. Does everyone need one? Not necessarily, but I mean, a lot of like vast majority of people that we encounter do need it to some extent, whether it's a larger reverse diet, meaning they're just starting super low with their food, or they're at an okay place. We just want to get your maintenance up a little bit. You know, it's just something that a lot of people do need and would benefit greatly from. And it's a very cool process because it's just so obviously it's a reverse diet, so it's so much different than just traditional dieting of eating less and less and less. We're like, hey, let's get you eating as good as possible. That way, when we do cut or go into a deficit, if that's something we want to do you can eat so much more food than you probably ever thought you could while losing body fat or getting to the physique that you want, so.
0: I love everything that you just said. I was like nodding the whole entire time. It, I mean, that's just <laughs> exactly what kind of we do as well with the reverse diet. It's so hard to get women, especially to buy into this concept of eating more right. because like you said, we've just been told eat less, eat less, eat less and move more. So when I say even the cardio aspect of things, like we're not gonna do cardio, you're not gonna be able to run five miles a day. Like we have to cut that out. Some people are like, but like, I'm going to gain weight. I'm like, but trust uh, the process. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's scary because that's exactly what we've been told not to do for our entire lives. And then there's this one person that comes into your life and says, as a coach, yeah, we're going to do the complete opposite. Just trust me here. It's like, why would I trust you? Like you're yeah. going against everything that everybody else has ever told me. Like, how does this actually work? And I think diving into the science is a really big thing for me as well. Figuring out kind of how I can educate them on the metabolism piece of it, your total daily energy expenditure, breaking that down, and your digestion and all of these things. If you're not getting hunger cues, it's the first sign that you need to reverse diet. Like, boom right. blank. If you're not getting hunger cues, your body isn't communicating with you as well as it could, and yeah. that's the one of the bigger signs that I see personally. It's like, yeah, I'm just eating like 1,200 calories a day. I'm just not hungry, so I don't think I need more. I'm like, you need more than that. That's for sure. But How long, I know it depends on obviously the person, how long does it take for you to take somebody through a reverse diet depending on kind of their background? You said shorter, longer, what's kind of the average length that you see?
1: Yeah, it really obviously depends depending on where someone's nutrition intake is at. It also depends on how compliant they can be with their protocols. So are you actually hitting macros right off the bat? Does it take us six weeks to actually get consistent with things? And, you know, I think that kind of depends on if you've never tracked macros before versus if you have, and we'll help people obviously more in depth, that like need more help with it. But sometimes it just takes people a little bit longer to wrap their minds around it. And that's totally okay. Like it's fine. We're not trying to pressure anyone to do something quicker, but I would say like when I first started doing coaching, I only did coaching like at three month programs because that's what I learned. And now I'm like, that is literally no time at all. So I would say that three months is like normally around the minimum of a reverse diet. Again, it really depends if someone's intake is already pretty freaking good and they come in really consistent, maybe we don't need a reverse diet as long. But I will say that we always talk about this in our coaches meetings, that someone who's willing to reverse and honestly more so maintain, like stay at that maintenance once we have completed the reverse per se, do see a lot better results in their fat loss journey. Most likely a lot of people come to us and they'll like push through the reverse, but every week they're asking, when can we cut? When can we cut? And if those people still are in that mindset towards the end of their reverse, it's like, okay, we're at a good place, like help lady cut, but would you see better results if you spent three more months maintaining and building a little bit more muscle mass? Yes. You know? So I would say that the minimum side of things, in my opinion would be, I mean, eight weeks is like, I, I don't know. I don't even, I feel like that's even short. Like 10 to 12 weeks, I would say on the minimum, in my opinion. Um, And I would say like, Four or five, six, you know, it, it just kind of depends. It's never gonna be something where you're gonna reverse diet for a whole year, but you know, in itself. some people can do a 12 week reverse, and that is enough. I feel like normally eight might be a little short, but somewhere between like 10 to sixteen weeks ish maybe. Um, and a lot of times the reverse diet might be, you know, we might just be getting to a maintenance. And so maybe that's kind of included in the time of the reverse diet. But the process of actually increasing your food intake, if you're someone that's starting at a thousand calories, might be closer to four to five months. It just might be because you're eating so low and we might need to very slowly and gradually move you up and develop, you know, get your hunger cues back and get your body responding. Maybe someone that's starting at 16, 1700 and is already tracking their macros and is pretty consistent with their food right off the bat. Maybe we do only need a reverse for eight, 10, 12 weeks. You know, maybe that's all we need. And then you know, maybe we can maintain for a little bit. But I would say that's kind of the time frame. Average, I would say is like 10 to 16 weeks. If I were to give you a time frame, it just really depends, honestly. Um, and I know like obviously you know that as well. Like with clients, it just really does depend. And a lot of it, it's like, okay, well, what does it depend on? Well it depends on people's biofeedback. It depends on how they're feeling, how their body is responding, their hunger, their energy levels, their digestion, how long they've been at this intake, you know, stuff like that. And so that's really what de- determines how long the reverse is and when to actually stop the reverse. So I know that's a question. A lot of people have like, okay, I don't have hunger cues. I'm probably under eating. I'm eating a thousand calories. I'm eating 1200 calories. And you guys keep saying that. So like I'm probably not eating enough. So I probably need a reverse diet, but then you're like, well, how long, how much should I increase? How like, what, what are these? And it's just something that honestly, I don't think that you can ever answer just point blank and give someone an equation because If you think about it, like you're so individualized, your body composition, your metabolism, your daily energy expenditure, your activity level throughout the day, your digestion, the amount of muscle tissue you have on you, like all the stress that it's in your life. Like there's so many things that go into it that you just can't give an equation because it depends on all those things that I just mentioned. Plus. How does your body respond? How's your hunger? How's your energy levels? How's your body composition changing? How are we looking physically? Where's the number on the scale trending potentially? So, like there's just so many things to be looking at to depend how long we go into it. But I would say that a reverse diet's never gonna be two or three weeks. It's not something where we're just gonna do it that quick and then start cutting. Like, no, I would say the longer that you can be okay reverse dieting, the better, um, or maintaining more so. Um just to not rush into the cut. But again, we'll have people that will reverse diet and maybe initially come in super eager to cut. And then we start reversing and they're like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Like, I love this. Like, I want to keep reversing. And then as time goes on, they're more comfortable to keep reversing longer or to keep maintaining longer and seeing you know how high we can maybe get their intake to push their intake. Cause some people can eat more than others. And sometimes we don't really know how, what the extent of that is until we know, you know, of like people's food intake. So, you know, that's kind of the, the process will go about in the time frame with it, but it's really cool to see people eat that much more food and be able to be like, Oh my gosh, like I'm feeling so much better. Like eating this amount of food. It's so great. Having a positive experience with the reverse setting, which majority of people normally end up having a super positive experience. And like I said, we have a lot of clients too, that will see awesome physical results throughout the reverse. So if someone's leaning out and eating more food, you're like, why would I cut? Like, why would we, you know, we're leaning out, you're getting stronger, you're eating more food. Like why would we cut? And the reason that you're obviously leaning out is because you're upregulating your metabolism from it being so downregulated before, which is the point of the reverse. So that's kind of why we'll see people leaning out, even though it doesn't really make sense. You're like, I'm eating more food. Why am I leaning out? Well, your metabolism has been so downregulated from not eating enough for so long. We're finally giving it what it needs to thrive. You're having more energy in the gym. Your sleep's better. Your digestion's better. You're building more muscle tissue. So everything's working out so much better. So that's why people can potentially see physical changes in their physique such as fat loss in the reverse so in that case we might push longer because if your body's leaning out in the reverse again why would we cut so that's kind of the time frame i guess ish and it was a super long answer but you know as you know everything in nutrition and fitness it depends so
0: <laughs> no for sure and i love how you kind of broke that down because as you were saying like it depends on your sleep it depends on your stress it depends on a million different things, your body composition, your muscle composition, like it depends on so many different things. And every time you said something, I had a different client in mind. i was like, that's when I did this with this person. That's why I did this with this person. It just really does right. depend on kind of where they came to you and where they want to go. Because yeah. as you said, reverse dieting, I've fallen in love with the process of that. Like I, when I started reverse dieting, I never wanted to stop because it was just so, it was so eager to kind of continue because I was seeing that result in the gym. I was seeing that result Within my body, within my energy, and all of these things, and so I never actually wanted to stop reverse dieting. I'm like, why would I even go into a cut if all of these things are lining up and everything is going like better than planned? Why would I go into a cut? And then I got right. to the point where I was like, I'm maintaining and I'm just feeling really good. And okay, now it's probably a good time to expose that muscle that I've built and just see kind of what I've put on myself. But it really is just an addicting process to see. Okay, I don't have to keep myself small. I don't have to eat less and less. I don't have to exercise more and more. Like I can have a balance yeah. with all of these things and. Actually, enjoy my life and feel really good in my skin too, which I think is a really cool kind of trio to have all together because we don't usually hear that in the fitness space and the diet culture traditionally. It's you have to give up these certain foods to get this result, you have to do this to get this. It is all sacrifice, yeah.
1: and I think, like with anything, it, there's obviously sacrifice for it, but I always try to like pose people to look at it in a different light, like you being able to fuel your body and be able to do that? Is that really sacrificing? Like you're giving yourself so many positive things. Is it really sacrificing to make a home cooked meal that fuels your body with all the things it needs versus grabbing fast food? Like, is that really a sacrifice? Like, you know, it's maybe a different choice and it's a different option. It, you know, is choosing to go to the gym versus watching a two hour movie. Is that a sacrifice Depends on how you look at it, you know. It's an, it's a harder option, I guess. It's easier to lay on the couch. It's easier to go pick up the fast food. It's t- you know maybe it takes less time to pick up the fast food, but it's you know the fast food is not really contributing positively to your health. The TV or the movie is obviously fine, but it's you know going to the gym is going to be something that's going to you know more so benefit you. Get you some activity, get your body moving, like all that kind of stuff, and. I don't know. I just think it kind of depends on how you're looking at it. I think that there's, it's not good to have only sacrifice of where you're feeling like you're sacrificing everything you love, your time, you don't have time for anything else, like live your life, but also realize that making better choices for yourself and for your health, isn't necessarily, you know, a sacrifice like within diet culture. Yes. You know, because the way they view it and the mindset and the wording and just everything about it is very sacrifice, you know, or, you know, surrounded around sacrifice. But when you're talking about, the fact that you have the ability to fuel yourself with better food and do all these positive things for your health, like, you know, think about it. Like, is it really, is it, is it really a sacrifice? Like, in my opinion, it's like, I mean, not really. I mean, we can say it is, I can say it's a sacrifice, but I don't really think it's something that I would say, oh, like, I have to make this decision. Like, no, like, I'm grateful that I can afford to go get groceries, that I have the time to go cook for myself, and that I have this food available to me that I, can you know make this a priority like I you know I think that that's something that's so great and you know most of us if you're listening to this podcast I assume that you have the same resources to be able to do somewhat of the same even if it doesn't look identical to anyone else's life being able to still make those things a priority if we're just using the food for example so it's like take advantage of that like you owe that to yourself To be able to feel yourself. And I promise you, even if it feels hard right now to make those quote unquote sacrifices, it'll feel so much more rewarding because you're giving your you're pouring into yourself so much more and giving yourself so much more, just feeling better. Like you know, you feel like crap after you eat fast food. Unless if you do it all the time, you might not notice because it's just like your normal feeling. But like everyone knows you don't feel as great when you eat fast food. And I'm not saying fast food's enemy and you can never eat fast food, but you know, for the majority of the time, you know, you're going to feel better having that home cooked meal. You know, it's going to fuel your body more, you know, it's going to help your progress. You know, it's going to just make you feel better. It's putting less, you know, junk in your body process stuff. Like it's, so I don't know. That's just kind of how I view it as far as sacrifices. Cause I think it's important to just realize like what really is a sacrifice here? You know, just think about it in that light.
0: No, I love that. And i take that back to self-care a lot of the time, like self-care is not putting cucumbers on your eyes and calling it a spa day all the time. Self-care is doing like the hard shit and actually making it worth it to like, get to your end goal of like who you want to be. Like, if you have that picture of that person, of their career, of their relationships, like of that person you want to be, what's the gap between where you are right now and where that person is? And how can you do things to kind of close that gap? And that goes into a lot of the things that you were saying, like it's sacrifices, but is it really at the end of the day? Like it's self-care, it's giving your body what it needs to be successful. And I think it's that mindset shift from I have to do something to I get to do something. So not I have to go to the store and get groceries. I get to go to the store and get groceries. I don't have to move my body. I get to move my body. And taking that from a gratitude perspective of self-care and gratitude and knowing that not everybody gets these opportunities and these chances and you're lucky enough and you've built the life that you have right now in order to be able to better serve yourself down the line. And that's not an easy thing. Like change hurts, growth hurts, and it's an evolving process, but changing that from I have to, to I get to, I think is a really, really big mindset shift.
1: No. Yeah. I agree. I think that that's a huge way to think about it. Like the way that you talk to yourself, the way that you speak out loud, the way that you talk to other, to others matters so much. And like, that's a way to change the way that you speak to be more positive, to be more, you know, focusing on the gratitude side of things and realizing like what you have the ability to do rather than feeling like, oh, this is a chore. I have to go to the gym. Like, I mean, you don't have to go to the gym. You have the ability to go to the gym. And that's something that's super powerful that you have the ability to move your body and that you're able to do that. And that you, I just, I just think it's so cool that you know for so many of us like we have the ability to put that work in like and it's all on you how you move your body and what you put in your body are two things that you have complete control over and no one else can control maybe your job maybe that's a little bit different there's a lot of things in life i know you know government whatever like there's things that we can't control unfortunately we can't control every little thing in our lives there's some things that just feel kind of out of our control and there are some things that you know are a little bit more out of our control um but no one can tell you or force you what you know, the food that you're eating or how you're choosing to move your body. Like you have the ability to choose how you want to, what you want to do with that. And I just think that's so powerful and something that everyone needs to, in my opinion, take advantage of, because it's just like, if you can control those two things and do those things well, it's like you, you got, you know, you're 10 steps ahead of a lot of other people. If you can focus on that.
0: Yeah. I always say control the controllables because there, are like you said, so many things in our life that are out of our control, but what is something you can focus on today? I know I get stuck in the loop of worrying about the weather or worrying about all these things that like, I literally have no control over and it's going to be a rainy day. Great. Like that might suck, but that's not going to let it ruin my day because I don't have control over it. Like, what can I control? I can control when I get up in the morning, if I go to the gym, what my breakfast looks like, how I talk to myself, like these things I have control over. And instead of letting the things that I don't have control over take over my life, like that's a really big shift. And just talking to yourself, I think is the biggest thing. When I started shifting the language that I use to talk about myself to myself, even in my head, things just started to change and shift. And I think that goes back to like the first topic you talked about was empowerment. And when I started going to the gym and telling myself mid-set, like, You can do another rep. You can keep going. You can do it. That self-talk was more positive than what's been happening before for me. And a lot of clients as well, they're like, I just feel more empowered and more capable of doing not only things in the gym, but I give myself more pep talks during the day. I tell myself I can do the hard things. And that goes back to the discipline that the gym and all these things gives you when you're actually honoring yourself and doing this for you. It's not selfish at the end of the day. It's not selfish whatsoever because you are doing this to then be a better mom, be a better friend, be a better girlfriend, be a better daughter. And you're doing all these things that lead you to that better path. But I think it's empowerment at the end of the day. And it's a full circle moment because the gym gets you there and being good to yourself kind of does get you there.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I totally agree with everything. You I love said. it. We're the same The same mindset with everything. I know, I, and I'll be
0: in <laughs> Charlotte soon. So I know, I know. <laughs> Exciting stuff. But why don't you kind of give the people an idea of where they can find you. I know you have a podcast too. Just plug yourself. All right. These are my plugs. So
1: (laughs) I do have a podcast. It's called The Maximize You Show. I'm on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I feel like that's the only thing people maybe listen to. I don't know. But that's what the ones that I'm on. Um, I also do obviously do Instagram, TikTok, the whole shebang. I don't know
0: if TikTok's getting shut down. They keep talking about that. But if it does... I'd be it's so been- mad if it does, because I I love it. I'm on a good, decent side of TikTok, I would say. If it gets shut down, I'm sad about it. <laughs>
1: I know like it took me so long. Like I hated doing TikTok in the beginning because it's it's on like people that don't do Instagram and content stuff. It's like, that's such an easy job, which like, is it like so strenuous? Like not really, but it's, it's so time consuming. Like it is literally it really so is sometimes making content. Like you, you gotta use your brain power of creativity. Then you got to record all this stuff. Then you got to edit all this stuff and you got to like make informational stuff, combination of entertainment. It's just, oh my gosh, it's so much, but I finally got the hang of TikTok. So if it gets banned, that'll kind of suck, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. They keep, I don't know. They, they, you know, they talked about that years ago that they're going to ban they it. Did. Like resurfacing. I, something to do with China. I don't know. I just see it. And I'm like, oh, we'll see. But anyways, I'm on TikTok and Instagram my <laughs> handles Allison Lloyd fit. Everyone always spells my last name wrong. It's L L O Y D not Y. I don't know ever. I don't know. I feel like it's such an easy last name, but we, yeah, we get a lot of trouble with it, but that's interesting.
0: <laughs> That's I'll great. have it linked below too. So like okay. you can just click the links. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I talk a lot about stuff within reverse dieting. I don't think reverse dieting is the end all be all, but like, I do think it's amazing and I'm a huge fan of it. And I know that you are as well. And I just think it's a super positive thing for so many women. And I'm all about getting women to eat more food, feel more empowered, focusing on a growth mindset, both growing in the gym, growing their mindset. And, you know, obviously whatever goal that you have for yourself, that's what we're going for. But I think overall growth in some sense is just the most rewarding thing to see, in my opinion, from a client and just from anyone, like even someone that just follows me, it's like, Hey, you saying this helped me like that's it's, you know, it's just so awesome to be able to see that. I know you probably feel that as well. Just being able to see like stuff that you put out or content that you make or information that, you know, how you treat a client that it just goes a long way. And that's what I think makes doing what we do so rewarding. And I'm just so grateful that it gets to be something that I do on the daily for my job, just because it's, you know, not everyone is fortunate enough to have a job that is so fulfilling and rewarding and that they're so passionate about. And I'm just, I know that I'm definitely really lucky to be able to have that opportunity. So always try to take advantage of it as much as possible. And just always want to remind people that like, you can do whatever you want to do. Like put if you can put in the work, you can achieve so much. So don't ever think that you're not good enough. You're not worthy or that you're not able to do something like, empower yourself. It takes time. Yeah. Nothing's going to click overnight, but if you're willing to put in the work, like you can change so much about your life and improve your life in so many aspects. And that's just something that I think is so empowering and just so cool. So that's kind of where you can find me. I try to talk about this kind of stuff on podcasts, Instagram, TikTok. Sometimes it's stuff that's not related to this Sometimes it's more casual stuff, but this is a topic that I currently do talk about a lot as well as fitness, nutrition, mindset, life, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Well, love, if y'all wanted to connect with me on there, if you ever want to shoot me a DM too, just let me know. They're always open.
0: I love that. And please check out her TikTok and Instagram for her swipe workouts. Uh, incredible. I just, I love watching, especially like your lat pulldowns. I like mesmerized, like you're insane. Um, I literally I, record them like every time I do them at the gym. <laughs> I'm like, this they're is the my best. favorite exercise. This is, so I'm like just recording it. <laughs> I know that TikTok went viral of you doing lat pulldowns, I think.
1: Yeah. It's just, you know, my, that's where my genetic, that's my genetics really favored me in the upper body, not lower body at all. You know, that's obviously me speaking of like being hard on myself and body dysmorphia and all that, but my upper body just gets like all the gains. So I'm like, all right, well, might as well just take advantage of it and record everything that I'm doing. I do love training back. And that's definitely where I'm very genetically favored. So,
0: you know, you gotta, but you you put in the work, you put in the work. Yeah.
1: True. Yes. Got to put in the work still, but you know, genetics obviously help, but obviously like, yeah, you can't, your genetics won't help you that much unless if you're actually putting in the work with it. Um, so, but I appreciate it. I always try to some, always try to post some good workouts in there too. Um, yeah,
0: they're amazing. And the content and everything just so cohesive and put together and you'll learn so much from her instagram tiktok podcast all the things so i'll link it all below and the people know where to find you but i'm sure we'll connect soon and thanks for hopping on of course thanks for having me thank you so much for tuning in whether you're at the gym on the road cleaning or walking your dog i am so glad you chose to spend the last few minutes with me find all the links to connect with me in the show notes and if you have a question or an idea for a guest please submit the form also found in the show notes don't forget to subscribe or follow to never miss a new episode drop and until next time